Hello and welcome to another episode of Hour of Healing, where each week we talk about life-changing and thought-provoking topics that is engineered to bring you healing and perspective no matter what stage you are in life. Today we have a good one for you, and our topic for discussion is Beyond a Gift. Beyond a Gift. Our guest is a very dear friend of mine, and we will tell you a bit about our friendship as we go through this conversation in the person of Mel Rogers. So Mel, thank you so much for joining us today on Hour of Healing. Um, dear listeners, a little bit about Mel uh, is that uh, he is a husband of one wife. Uh, he is married to Jillian Rogers. Um, they have actually uh, recently celebrated their 20th uh, marriage anniversary and uh, God has been so good to them, has blessed them with three wonderful children wh whom I have actually gotten the pleasure of meeting myself. Um, the other thing about Mel is that he currently works with the AG office here in Springfield, Missouri, um, with the Global Initiative team. Yes, he is all about missionary work. And so we will be talking about things that pertain to not just a gift, but we beyond a gift. So thank you so much for joining the show today, Mel. Glad to be here, Joe. Thank you for having me. Wonderful, wonderful. So, you know, um, usually what I try to do is to talk a little bit about why the topic and um, this topic beyond a gift really uh, kind of uh, did occur to me as I was having a conversation not too long ago. And in the conversation, for some reason, one reason or the other, it had shifted to the idea of giving. And the person I was talking to made an interesting statement and said, the only thing that I give is what is surplus to me. And I thought about it for a minute and I said, why would you only give what is excess for you? Then you don't really understand the concept of giving or receiving a gift. Because we don't just give, in my opinion, that is, we don't just give out of our excess or out of the surplus or the things that we don't need. Um, I think that truly, if you go or if you live life based on that principle, then you are missing out not just on the blessing that comes out of giving, but also the joy that one derives from giving. And so that's kind of what triggered this conversation. And I said, guess what? I know somebody who is all about giving. As a matter of fact, his life is all about giving. So why don't we get him and have a conversation about this? In so doing, with the hope and prayer that God will be able to help some of our listeners um, understand the uh, purpose and the concepts behind giving and the blessings and the joy that comes with it. So Mel. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the missionary field. Sure. Thank you, Joe. And that's a, a very humbling introduction to this podcast episode. Um, I love how you, you tie in giving because missions is a lot about giving. And, um, you know, we serve a missionary God who is looking for a missionary people. And the God who we serve gives I mean, and we, us being image bearers of God, uh, being made in his image, we are most like God when we give. 
uh, when we give or forgive, we are being most like Jesus. And um, so uh, the the journey in missions has been um, just that for me, a journey, kind of a process. Um, way back when I was in my first year of college, um, I, as, as a believer at a state school, I knew I wanted to, to serve Jesus. I knew I loved Jesus. But for the first time in my life, uh, being a freshman in college, I was around all of these different cultures and all of these different people from various backgrounds. And the question that came to mind uh, that freshman year of college was, Lord, I know you're for me. Jesus, I know that I want to follow you and I know that, that you have saved me. But what about them? Are you for them hmm. too? Or if they follow their faith, for example, my Muslim friend who lived in my dorm, if he followed his five pillars of Islam and he did what he was supposed to do as a good Muslim, in the end, would he be okay? This was the question that I had. Would yeah. I be okay and would he be okay in the end? And so um, I took that question to prayer um, I, and, and I wrestled with it. And one day I took a prayer walk on that beautiful campus in South Texas and uh, I had my Bible with me. And as I, uh, I sat down on this little bench overlooking the campus and I opened up the Bible and, and uh, as I opened it up, the page fell to John 14. Now, I don't always do that. I'm not a huge fan of lucky dipping where you just open up the word of God and say, OK, here it is. But on this particular day, in that particular moment, the Lord just uh, just brought me to John 14. And I started reading in John 14, Joe. And when I got down to verse six of John chapter 14, where Jesus turns to his disciples and says, I am the way the truth and the life. No mm. one comes to the Father mm. except for me. It's like the truth of that verse dropped into my heart like never before. And it's, it's as if I felt the Holy Spirit saying to me, Mel, your Muslim friend is not okay. He needs me. Wow. Your atheist wow. friends who are all over that campus, they're not okay. They need the truth of the gospel. And uh, it, the, the truth of that, the impact of that in my life was very far-reaching. Uh, for one thing, locally there in South Texas, it changed the conversations I wanted to have. It changed mm. the, it was no longer business as usual. I felt like I, I needed to share the gospel because Jesus is the only way. But then, Joe, I began to think about the implications of this verse. That, okay, I, I have this Muslim friend right here on my campus living down the hall from me in my dorm. And I can talk to him about Jesus. But what mm. about Muslims on the other side of the world who have never once heard the gospel? Wow. So that was my other question. As a, so my, my, my journey in missions has been a series of questions. Wow. <laughs> the first question was, are they okay? And am I okay? And the Holy Spirit answered that in a marvelous way. And then I began to ask, well, so if, if you are the only way to heaven, Lord Jesus, what about people who have never heard? Wow. And he began to answer that question for me and calling me to go and calling me to be to be somebody who says yes to going. Yes, to mm. go to, to leaving the United States and going overseas and being a missionary. So uh, because because people need to hear the gospel. And so that's kind of in a nutshell, uh, the, the process of missions. Wow. And, you know, we're all on we're all on a journey. And God is still uh, 
teaching us things, and, and God is still showing us things about um, how to go about uh, living for His glory in this world and being a, an image bearer of, of Him, for Him, who, um, who gives, like you talk about, and who uh, shares the gospel, shares the truth of, of who Jesus wow. is. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, uh, Mel, uh, for that answer. And um, it, it's uh, so impressive and impeccable how um, the questions that you had in life brought about your purpose, uh, which I believe um, you were designed for. You know, um, one of the things that uh, I believe previously we've shared on this podcast is what you alluded to, that we are all on a journey, and this journey is supposed to lead somewhere. As a matter of fact, one of our discussions um, about times and season, I remember I made the comment that if you attain as much as you can or amass as much as you can, but deviate from your purpose for which God created you for, then you really don't have true success. And most of the time, in my humble opinion, the way or the truth to true success in life, Mel, starts with questions. And in your case, that is a true testament to it. The, the question that you asked is so profound and so powerful. And that is, Lord, I know I am okay, but are my other friends okay? You know, sometimes uh, what I think happens to us in life is that we know or we are assured of where we stand when it comes to matters of life that we ignore everybody else or everything else around us. But our sense of security uh, from what you're telling us actually does stir up within us to it's supposed to break the question that I am secured, but what about the people around me? Are they also secured? So thank you so much for that answer. I believe that is very powerful, and we will be unwinding this as we go through our conversation, Mel. So, good. yeah, so my next question for you, I know you've been to a few other places. As a matter of fact, um, you did uh, mention that you, you and your wife actually had to move out of the United States. So what are some of the places that um, in answering this call of be, becoming more than just a gift or becoming more than just a minister, uh, but a reflection of Christ, how, uh, what are some of the places that in answering this call um, uh, have you been and uh, what are some of the work that you did in those places? Um, so, yes, thank you. In, in uh, 2011, we had the privilege to... Uh, pack up our, our home uh, and actually sell most of our possessions and, and uh, pack up what remained and move to Southern Asia. We lived in East Tennessee at the time, and um, mm. we moved to the country of Bangladesh in Southern Asia. Uh, really loved living there. Uh, Bangladesh is a, is a great place. And anyone wow. who ever uh, talks to me about having a, a call to anywhere in, in, in the Muslim world or, or Southern Asia, I said, go to Bangladesh. Um, it is <laughs> it's a great place. Um, while there, we, we were privileged to engage in some, some neat work, um, some humanitarian type work, uh, as, as well as uh, working with the national church there. And it was really, uh, really a blessed season of ministry. Um, then in 2018, 
Um, we joined the, the ministry that we are currently involved uh, with now, and that is uh, a, a teaching ministry where we are going all over the world teaching in, in Bible schools and, and missions training schools. And so uh, through this ministry, uh, we've had the privilege of being in multiple countries in South, Southern Asia and in Africa, um, as well as in Europe. And uh, so my wife and I keep track of how many countries uh, we've been to. I think um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but it doesn't count if we're just passing through the airport. We have to get a visa to that country. That's the prerequisite. <laughs> so um, so we have a little friendly competition on who's who's been in the most countries. Um, but, uh, but, you know, we, the, the thing about following the call of God is that, um, the call of God will take you to places that you never thought you would go and, uh, will put you in front of people that you never thought you would get to be in front of. And whether that is, um, uh, the, the, in this season of life right now, the Lord has opened up the door for us to be around a lot of different people groups, um, as you know, Joe, and you've done this, some of this with me, there are some local uh, people groups right here in Missouri who we've had the privilege of interacting with. There's also, um, when, I, when I go overseas, I'm uh, around many different groups of many different people groups. And, um, and it's so amazing to see how God's kingdom is being established among every tribe, tongue, language, and nation. We know from the promise of Revelation 5, 9, that that's going to happen. There are still people that are still, there are still people groups waiting to hear the gospel for the first time, the very first time. And that's why we need more missionaries. But there are so many people groups that have received the gospel. And, um, and this is just an awesome thing. This is part of the, what I love about the the message of the gospel. It's, um, it's a message of unity within diversity. So the gospel, everywhere Mm -hmm. we go, we see amazing cultures like, like how, how the gospel elevates culture, how the gospel uh, infuses culture with, with goodness. And uh, as opposed to some other faiths that just put uh, a heavy blanket of, of a foreign culture over that uh, host culture. But uh, the gospel's for everyone. And, and it's Absolutely. just awesome to see how the gospel has taken root in so many different places in the world. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for that. And that is certainly a true um, revelation and a true saying. So I will uh, take you a step further because um, this uh, kind of does come up a lot when you engage with people who are not um, full-blown Christians or who are not matured Christians and things of that nature. So whenever they hear the word missions, it automatically, um, they kind of tune it out and say, Oh, missions is for people who just want to go and preach. But you and I both know missions go way beyond that. I mean, there have been medical missions that I have uh, been a part of. And in your case, um, I believe just um, about a year ago, you and a a few uh, group of people actually went to a local missions um, right here in the United States, actually. And so tell us a bit more about the missions work itself for the person who, uh, let's say, is not called into ministry, what are some of the things they are able to do should they be uh, able to engage in uh, such uh, a wonderful calling? Amen. Oh, great question. So, you know, missions 
has a place for every believer. No matter what your gifts are or talents or abilities, um, regardless of your, uh, you know, every believer, every true believer in Jesus is called to be a witness. So there's some form of ministry that every single believer in Jesus is called to. Uh, you know, like, I, I love the idea, the concept that came out of the Great Reformation with Martin Luther, the, the priesthood of all believers. If you're a believer in Jesus, you're called to be a saint. You're called to be holy. You're called to be a uh, a witness for him and to be empowered to be a witness for, for Jesus. So that may not mean, though, full-time vocational ministry, preaching from a pulpit, like you're saying, Joe. But it could mean, you know, you're involved in building projects. I've got friends who... Their missions work involves uh, building church buildings and Bible schools throughout the world. Mm. So wow. they are people who have been gifted in construction. That's not me. <laughs> I am not gifted <laughs> in construction. If, if I was to build you a building, it would take me a long time. But I've got <laughs> friends who can put up that building in no time because God has uniquely gifted, gifted them in, and, uh, with those talents and abilities to build those buildings. And, and uh, I've got other friends involved in medical missions like you, like you referenced, Joe. And so there's, you know, the sky is the limit. There's an endless amount of opportunities within missions today where someone could get involved. And, and not only are there endless opportunities, there are endless timeframes. Mm. Do you know that you can mm. become, you can go on a short, short trip for a couple of weeks or a week you could go on a trip for up to a year. You could go on a trip. You could go on a two-year assignment where you're not saying, hey, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, but you want to give two years to it. You know, there's so many ways to get involved in missions. And uh, if you would like to, Joe, I could even uh, send you a link for, uh, for ways. So as a part of the Assemblies of God, I love what we do in the Assemblies of God World Missions. And... Um, there, there are many opportunities within Assemblies of God World Missions today for believers to just hop in, whatever their gifts are, whatever their talents are. Um, and actually, there's a, there's a good many people going into missions today who have never been in vocational ministry, who have never preached behind the pulpit, but who just say, God, I feel you calling me to the nations, and I want to take the gifts and talents that you have given me and lay them at your feet. Lord, here it's like I, there's a there's a great missionary named Lillian Trasher who was uh, who started an orphanage in Egypt um, back in the 20th early 20th century, and uh, as a little child she prayed this beautiful prayer that I think is a great prayer for people to pray. She she was uh, passing in this area this wooded area between her house and a neighbor's house, and uh, one day. At, and, and so as she walked by, there was this little, this tree stump and she knelt down at this tree stump and Lillian Trasher prayed this prayer. And I believe that this prayer out of her heart led to her being used mightily on the mission field because she, her prayer was simply this, Lord, here I am. I'm your little girl. If you ever want to use me, just let me know and I'll do it. Amen. Wow. And when you and wow. I come to Jesus and just say, Lord, here I am. I'm your child. If you ever want to use me, just let me know and I'll, I'll do it. Chances are God's going to use you. God may, use, God may call you to be a missionary right where you're at. God may call you to be a missionary some other place. But 
God's heart is for missions, whether that is local missions or whether that's foreign missions. God's heart is for other people to come to know him. And so he yeah. wants to use every believer to do that. Every believer, every true believer in Jesus is called to some great work. And, uh, and so that's what's exciting, that you and I, we get to be involved in something way bigger than ourselves. Something, I mean, God has so much purpose for his people. God has such, such a great plan for his people. And when you and I, uh, this, like in Romans 12, where we just become those living sacrifices, and we say, Lord, here's my life. If you ever want to use me, let me know and I'll do it. There is no telling what God will do with a life that is laid down at his feet. There's no telling. Wow. 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 Thank you so much for that. And um, certainly to our audience, you will be able to find a link right in the descriptions uh, below the uh, download link. Um, but um, uh, thank you uh, again, Mel, for uh, such an insight um, as to why there is so much... Uh, not just need, but also so much reason for people to be involved in missions work. Uh, and um, as you, you, you were talking, uh, I, I couldn't help but certainly uh, think about two main concepts that you kept alluding to. And that is the, the concept of surrender and the concept of gifting. You know, um, not too long ago, we were talking about gifting on the podcast. And um, we uh, made or established that giftings or the talents that we have are not given to us by the world or by the devil or anybody else. Yes, we know people use their talents to do bad things, but in nowhere scripturally would you see the devil or um, the world giving anyone gift. But God, in our design, in our making, did place giftings in us. And each and every single one of us is uniquely gifted by God to be able to accomplish his purpose for his glory. And the biggest thing or the biggest obstacle that I personally um, perceive is, is the, the issue of not surrendering our giftings and our talents to God. Um, and so I remember I made a, a statement that if you deviate from surrendering the giftings that you have, to the one who placed the gifts in you. Like going out to the um, supermarket or to the appliance store and buying a deep freezer. And then you come home and you say, well, I bought a deep freezer, but since I used my money to buy the deep freezer, I'm going to connect it to my gas hose and use it as a stove. You may be able to turn it on, but the results might not be what you expected. Mainly because the giftings and the purpose for what you purchased is uniquely designed and placed by the author or the maker of that thing. I say that to say or to echo your point that every single individual has a gift or a talent placed within us by God to be able to help us not just only live a victorious Christian life, but also to become an influence or a, a, a channel of victory and um, a, a channel through which God that's rich the world for himself and so i think that is so true and that is so powerful so thank you very much uh once again mel absolutely yeah so uh yeah. we will we will be uh moving right on along and uh i know uh time flies when you're having fun 
Uh, but I will ask you uh, this question that um, uh, in many instances, uh, we do hear a lot of negative um, feedback or response from people when they see others uh, go on missions, trips, and things of that nature. Um, so uh, I guess this will be a bit more of um, on a personal side, that what are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced during um, your missionary trips, and how did you uh, handle those challenges? Um, yes, another great question, Joe. Um, I think, um, you know, one one challenge is that um, it it's just it can be very difficult uh, for some people to leave their families behind here. And I don't mean their immediate family. You, you need to live with your immediate family, but I mean, I'm talking about parents and um, uh, maybe siblings, extended family members, grandparents, Correct. things like that. So that, that can be a, a challenge. Um, and uh, I know for me, I was very close to my grandparents, and uh, both of them passed away very soon after we uh, moved to Bangladesh. And um, you know that that was uh, that was difficult. You know, not being here when they passed away, and I know many missionaries have experienced that same thing, where losing parents uh, while they're overseas or things like that, losing losing other family members. Um, those things can be can be a real, a real challenge. But I think, um, you know, it makes me think of what Jesus says that no one who has left father or lands or, uh, siblings, uh, for mm. my sake will receive, uh, will, will not receive a hundredfold, uh, with persecutions, <laughs> uh, in this life and in the life to come. And, and I think what, what Jesus is referring to there is that there is a, uh, there is an amazing blessing that comes from being, from knowing that you are doing what God wants you to do. There's no other way to say it. There's just an amazing blessing. And yeah. even in the midst of trials, and those are going to come. And oftentimes in our life and missions, we've experienced that. We've experienced blessings at the same time we've experienced trials. And I think that's why Jesus says, you won't fail to receive a hundredfold with persecutions because uh, oftentimes there, there are trials and blessings flowing concurrently. But what we have learned that, is that in the midst of that, the grace of God, whatever, whatever the issue is, whatever the trial is, the grace of God rises commensurate to that trial. And then that, mm-hmm. that to receive more grace means I need more trials in my life. <laughs> so whatever trials I'm walking through, God is going to give me more grace more grace, 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 grace to res- to abound in the midst of those trials. And that, to me, uh, it's not just a life of missions, but it's a life of the believer, wherever you live, Correct. that you and I can walk empowered in the Holy Spirit, knowing that whatever we face, that the grace of God is, is rising commensurate to the trials that we are facing. It's what John Piper calls faith and future grace, that, that the grace that we believe in is not just the bygone grace, as awesome as that is, of Jesus dying on the cross and raising again, praise God for that. That is, that's our, our salvation is rooted in that. 
But there's also a future grace that says that whatever I face tomorrow, I know God is already there and his grace will be sufficient. When I, when I go into that meeting next week, I know God's grace is going to be sufficient. When I face that trial next week, I know God's grace is going to meet me there. It's commensurate with whatever the trial is. And so as we experience trials overseas or in whatever kind of missions work we're involved in, God's grace rises to the occasion and we, we experience that blessing. And I and wow. uh, and so I, I'm very I'm just so thankful for for that and that that as God as God's heart is so for missions, God is with His people, and you know when we uh, we're living in the United States now and we travel all over the world, but when we were actually living overseas, um, our children, especially our our older child, experienced a lot of difficulties. And one of the things I learned, Joe, during that time was that, man, God loves my kids way more than I do. Oh, wow. God's heart for my kids is way bigger than my heart is for my kids. And my heart's mm. big for my kids, but God's heart is even bigger. And wow. God is big enough to take care of my kids. So there may be somebody even listening to this podcast wondering, hey, I don't, you know, I feel, I feel like I want to go overseas, but man, what about my kids? What about my parents? What are they going to say? You know, and and what I would say that is, you know, whatever whatever you're going to experience, God will take care of you. Mm. God will take mm. care of your kids. God will love your kids, and He will provide in miraculous ways. We we saw that uh, many times throughout throughout the course of both uh, our 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 time living overseas, and now as we go to different places, we see God taking care of us. And um, and you know, even even when our parents may have struggled a little bit with us leaving and, and, you know, taking their grandkids and moving overseas, we yeah. saw God take care of them. We saw mm. God, uh, God was, God worked it out in their lives and their hearts. And I believe that all of us were better for it. Uh, so there, there can be sometimes difficulties and, and, and resistance. And honestly, a lot of people, when it comes to uh, resistance and people going overseas, a lot of it comes from their own families. Uh, their own families not wanting them to go. And I would just encourage anybody listen who might be in that boat, you know, continue praying about that. Continue walking uh, your family through that journey. But be obedient to God. <laughs> Step out. Do what God is calling you to do. And you won't regret it. God is going to take care of you. He's going to take care of your kids. And it's going to be an awesome, awesome life. Because when, when, like I said, when you're doing what you know God called you to do, there is a joy that cannot be expressed in that. Wow. I love what I believe is Adoram Judson, who used to say that, you know, he talked about how the, the trials of missions, but he said, you know what, it's, could I even consider those things a sacrifice when I have experienced such great joy in wow. just serving Jesus overseas? Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much for that insight. And um, dear listeners, uh, this is a life that has lived, not just um, a part of the conversation that we are having with you today, but a life that continues to live this very um, conversation that we are discussing with you today in this present day. Um, uh, Mel, I, I know we will be wrapping up uh, fairly shortly, but I have one or two uh, more questions for you. And you kind of touched base on this already, so I will um, ask so that you can um, uh, shed some more light on it. 
and that is um, how does a person respond to critics uh, who question the importance of their service or their desire to be in the missions field? How does uh, one respond to those critics? Well, I think, um, yeah, that I, I would I would just have to go to scripture. There's no other motivation that we have that is greater than God calling people to go because he is the he is the only way. There's no greater motivation. Now we can go and do a lot of good humanitarian things and I'm all for that. The Bible calls believers to be people of salt and light who meet people's felt needs, who go and do medical missions or go and uh, fight human trafficking and we we did some of that when we lived overseas. Um, and that is well and good, but there is no greater motivation than obedience to the call of our Lord and Savior. And so, when when if if someone is struggling with um, the need to go, the reason to become a missionary, I I just would have to say that this is this is obedience to my Lord and Savior. That Jesus said. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all to all peoples, and uh, and and the the whole uh, arc of Scripture is aimed at God calling all the nations to Himself. But the 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 great thing is the wonderful thing is is that He wants to use us, like the Bible says in Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing, that that God wants to use people ordinary people like you and me to share the gospel, to open our mouths and to proclaim the gospel. So we are a part of his plan. We are a part of that mission. And so when people don't understand the reason for missions, there, there can be no other re greater reason than us just saying, this is obedience to our Lord and Savior. This is, we're, we're following the book. We're following the book that we say we believe when we engage in missions. And, um, and, and along with that, again, humanitarian help is part of it. That we get to say, hey, you know what? Today, I got to help someone. I got to rescue someone from human trafficking. Or today, I got to, I got to uh, help someone who is sick, who had no access to any medical care otherwise. You know, th those are important things as well. But the, the bottom line, the baseline for us as, as missionaries is that we are we are being obedient, wow. and um, that there is there is great joy in that. Um, wow. I love uh, so John Piper. If you're not familiar with him, he is a um, uh, he was a Southern Baptist pastor in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's retired right. from pastoring now, but still very influential and has a lot of great things to say about missions. and And I love what he talks about in, in the joy of missions, the joy in doing missions, and even when suffering is involved, even in the face of suffering, uh, there, is, there is joy in serving. And, and so uh, when you and I have the privilege of, of obeying the, the call of our, of our Lord, um, there is great joy in, in saying yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, there's certainly great joy in saying yes. And um, uh, to uh, kind of tie in uh, with the obedience piece, uh, dear listeners, remember in our very first episode, 
uh, on this podcast or our second episode, we talked about healing through obedience. And um, one of the concepts or the precepts that we established was the fact that the person that you obey has a responsibility to you. And what greater thing there is in the world for you to obey God, to have God be personally responsible for you, for your family, for your loved ones. I think it doesn't get any better than that. Um, uh, Rich people may try and sometimes may fall short. Influential people may fall short. Presidents may fall short. But you have the God of the universe swearing by himself that he has a responsibility to you. I think that alone should be the greatest call of our lives to invest into the life of other people. And maybe as we are talking, you are listening to us and you saying to yourself that I don't have the means to be able to go on a missions trip or I am a little too old or advanced in years. I cannot go. Let me not discourage you because there are so many other things that you can do. You can find someone who is going on a missionary trip and support them. That is also another way of you being involved in the missions trip. Um, There is a slew of things that uh, I believe Mel can share some uh, information on this. Um, But uh, in sharing some information on this, Mel, I want to ask you uh, uh, your uh, last question for today. And that is because uh, on this uh, podcast, I believe that um, we've been given uh, or gifted with a unique opportunity um, to be able to reach people who are believers and people who are unbelievers. So uh, in the light of our conversation today, what will be some of the words that you will speak to our listeners who are unbelievers and also who are not here in this part of the world? So what will be your words for them and also how would you um, encourage the person who uh, that uh, has an interest but doesn't know where to get started how will you encourage them to be able to get started as well i know it's a two-fold question but i think you can handle it <laughs> you're a man of great faith <laughs> um, so first of all um for unbelievers you know the message of the gospel is for you the gospel is for everyone There is nobody outside of the reach of the gospel. And the message of the gospel is this, that you are loved more than you could have ever known, and you need God more than you could have ever known. Mm. That that, um, we all have a universal problem, and that problem is sin, because no person on this planet does right all the time. But we have a loving creator who desires that you and I, uh, who who are who can be at times bound in sin, that we would be close to Him. Now He's a holy God who cannot who cannot stand sin. So He instead of instead of just doing away with us, He sent His Son as a payment for our sin, mm-hmm. as because sin always requires a payment. It's like a debt. And his, per- his perfect son, Jesus, went to the cross, paid our debt, the debt that we should have paid, so that mm-hmm. we could know him. And not only that, 
that the, the cross was not the end of the story. Jesus dying for our sins was not the end of the story. But God raised him from the dead, and in doing so, he conquered our greatest enemy, and that is death. Because the greatest question in the whole world is, why does everything and, why does everything and everyone die? Oh, yeah. Well, here is the thing. God has defeated death. Mm. And because of Jesus, the Bible says that whoever trusts in Jesus and what he has done for us will have eternal life with God in heaven. That's not a guess. It's something we can know. That we are uh, that when we breathe our last breath on this earth, we are going to spend eternity with God in heaven. But here's the awesome thing: for anyone here listening to this who does not know Jesus, the the, the message of the gospel is for you here and now, and is and and is for you to have a life filled with joy right now. That you can have life in the ever after, but you can know and experience the true joy of living today by knowing Jesus. And so if if you don't know him, I encourage you to uh, ask Joe more questions, find the Bible, start reading, especially in the book of John. I would just encourage you to read. Man, there is nothing like knowing the Lord, knowing that your sins are forgiven, knowing that you are in right standing before a holy God. Because when Jesus comes into our lives, we're not just forgiven of our sins, but we are adopted as sons and daughters, and we are in right standing before a holy and righteous God. That when he sees us, he sees a righteous person. Not because of our own righteousness, not because we're, we're, we're just good people, though we, try to good be, though we try to be good people, but because of what Jesus has done for us and conquering death for us. So I would just challenge you, seek out who the Lord is, and read, find a Bible, start reading it, and, and, and ask, ask God. Say, God, if you're real, show me, and God will show you, because he loves you. He loves you more than you, you can know. Secondly, um, for anyone listening who is not in the United States, and you're, and you're like, well, you know what? This missions thing, that's for those people over there. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you today that this, this is one of the neatest things happening today in the world, I think, Joe. That missions is from everywhere to everywhere. Yes. Missions is not just something like that Americans do or that Canadians do or that other, you know, Europeans do. Missions is from everywhere to everywhere. I'll give you an example. I was just in East Africa um, in May, and I got to teach I had the privilege of teaching at a missions training school there at a mm. country in East mm. Africa. And this this there's a this national church in this East African country is sending out missionaries. They they put them through a year long training program in a mission school, and then they're sending out missionaries both within their country and eventually outside of their country because they have gotten a hold of this this truth that God is a missionary God and that that they're they're they want to obey the Great Commission as well. And so Absolutely. Um, they're sending out missionaries. So I know. Countries in Eastern Europe who are sending out missionaries, countries all over Africa. I know three different mission schools in in the continent of Africa, and I know there's more than that, but I know personally of three that are sending out missionaries. All over Latin America, there are uh, different churches sending out missionaries. So uh, wherever you are in the world, I would encourage you to be a part of a Bible-believing church who loves Jesus and who is serious about missions and begin to pray about how you also may be sent out as a missionary. 
because this is for you too. Missions today is from everywhere to everywhere. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, Mel, for such a powerful insight and um, sharing your uh, life story, but also your life's work, which you continue to do each and every day. Uh, it is our greatest prayer and desire that God continues to um, not only uh, give you the grace that you need in times of trouble, but also the grace that brings you favor before men uh, wherever you go. Dear listeners, we are so thankful for Mel Rogers today um, for such a wonderful insight on um, our topic, which is beyond a gift. Giving your life beyond what you consider to be the excess or the surplus of it. A few things that Mel um, mentioned that will stick with me is that his journey began with a series of questions. And I believe that is a very good tool for us because God is not a God who is afraid of answering our questions. He actually delights in answering our questions. And sometimes we make it seem as though he doesn't want to answer us. Bring your questions and you'll be amazed the answers that you find. The other thing that he also talked about is the fact that missions or uh, be, uh, being in the missions work requires obedience and surrender. I can't emphasize this enough. This is the very core of our Christian life, that being able to join in the saving of the world task that Jesus commissioned everyone who comes to him is not only a privilege, but also a great blessing for our life. And don't forget, no matter the challenge, God will give you the grace to be able to overcome it. Thank you so much for joining us on our conversation on Hour of Healing today. And once again, sharing our podcast with your friends and our loved ones all over the world. We are so thankful that you continue to each and every week join us as we learn life-changing and thought-provoking conversations that you and I can have at our dinner table. We will see you same time next week as we bring you another thought-provoking and life-changing topic. God bless you. See you same time next week.